Welcome into the Cinematic Comic Verse podcast. This is episode four. We will be discussing Thor today, both uh, in comic and on the silver screen. I'm Davis, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Corey and Ryan. How's it going, guys? Hi, Davis. I, I feel like I'm brimming with conversation today. This, uh, I, I, I didn't write down as many notes as I normally do, but I had so many thoughts, both reading the comics and, and watching the movie. Uh, Ryan, are you kind of in the same boat? Hello, Davis. Oh, hello, Ryan. I'm doing great, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, so I, I guess before we dive into all things Thor and what was his name? Donald Blake. Anyhow, um, uh, let's let's just kind of talk. Have have we have you been doing any worthwhile comic book reading outside of the Mighty Thor? Um, since we last spoke, I decided to finally dive in and start reading Deadpool, and Ooh. that's been real fun. What did you start with? The very first Deadpool. Wow! So did you? Are you getting into like? Deadpool one or the stuff before Deadpool? Stuff before. Wow! So the circle chase. He's just a random character in a (laughs) like the middle of a series. I didn't even start at the beginning of that series. I read just that, like just that uh, that comic book. Um, Yeah, it was a random beginning, but fun. Are are you enjoying that? It. I, I like felt like I was on such a mission to just read all the Deadpool, but now I have all these things that I have starred that I need to go back to and actually read the full series of because they were really interesting. Hmm. That is I, a trap. <laughs> that is that they have perfected this formula where all they have to do is mention eight things in one issue, and then you're hooked for for life. Well, I think especially because a lot of what we read is really old. Yeah. And I don't feel the need to read all of Tales of Suspense. <laughs> you don't? I know, surprisingly. Um, however, like the 90s, where Deadpool comes in in the X-Men comics, I'll read all of those. Those are all amazing. That is very dangerous territory. Oh, I know. And- 90s X-Men is a whole beast unto itself. <laughs> but I, I it's crack. I'm going to be like, I'll talk about X-Men all the time. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. I, I've so off pod, I've had a discussion with Ryan where I said, Hey Ryan, I'd like to get more into X-Men. Uh, where should I start? And he said, I, I can't possibly begin to answer that right now. Give me some time. <laughs> and, 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 and then like three weeks to a month later, he texted me and said, just, just jump in. I mean, there, there, there is literally no good jumping off point for X-Men. Just, just dive in and then kind of see where it takes you. And I've been intimidated to start ever since, but I am excited uh, to, to one day, get into that i'm i'm pretty sure disney plus announced that there's gonna be like a a 90s x-men tv show coming at some point in the distant future yeah that is true continuation of the the original series there we go two sources oh my gosh (laughs) two sources one of those (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I actually have been reading X-Men recently. Uh, controversial, but very popular Marvel writer Jonathan Hickman took over X-Men a couple of years ago. And I've been delving into that and I just got into his big crossover X of Swords or it, sorry, it's pronounced 10 of swords, but it has an X there. So it's <laughs> sometimes the X is red. Sometimes it's a 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but very good. If you like really like lore heavy stuff, but if you like coherent storytelling, maybe not, not the best, but I'm really enjoying it. There are a lot of good twists and turns and, and things of that nature. That's awesome. Uh, so I, I, I want to share a few things that I am reading, but both Ryan and Corey, what you've been talking about reminded me of a book that I just found. Um, I haven't bought it yet, but it's called All of the Marvels by Douglas Wolk, W-O-L-K. So this guy read all 27,000 issues of marvel comics like he just he read all of the marvel comics and he's trying to like make sense of everything that that that, that marvel has written to this point and kind of be like tell tell the story of marvel through its over half million pages of uh of comics so seems like an interesting read um but anyhow to to what I'm reading, I, I, I oh, real been... quick. Yeah, please. On my Amazon wish list. Very interesting <laughs> concept to me. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear hear what your your thoughts on it are in the future. I on hold at the library, so I'm glad we were multitasking. <laughs> that that that's probably the play. Um, but only my wife has a library card, so I'll have to beg her to pick it up for me. Um. Okay, so I have I, I I've been reading a lot of like I don't know kind of like stuff that I'm embarrassed that I've not yet read. So I I've been diving into uh, the Batman arc by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Uh, really really good stuff. So the 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 first three like collected editions, the trade paperbacks, are like probably the finest Batman stories that I've, that, that, that I've ever seen. Just incredible stuff. Um, I'm on to, I think volume five or volume six of the, <laughs> of, of the trade paperbacks and still very enjoyable. Uh, but I also recently just picked up uh, Craven's last hunt. Um, what is it? Um the Hulk story that was used in Thor Ragnarok. Um, World War Hulk. War, or sorry, World... Planet Hulk. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Planet Hulk. I, anyhow. Yeah. Um, and some stuff like that. So yeah, slowly, slowly trying to like beef up uh, on, on some comic book stuff so that I can be the, uh, the, the quasi expert that I, that I appear to be when I, just spit pearls of wisdom out on this podcast episode after episode. So here's my question. I always ask people who are reading Scott Snyder, Batman, did the maze portion of the court of owls trick you? Yes. 
it is so the the maze portion absolutely tricked me uh i i i was reading it and i thought oh oh my i have an inadvertent collector's edition because someone clearly put this page in the wrong way uh it's upside down and then i kept reading and i'm like holy crap it's the right way batman's just going crazy and he's our narrator right now (laughs) i couldn't Uh, believe it when i i turned the page and thought the same thing and then was like my book is actually upside down and i did not realize it (laughs) (laughs) i i would actually like like it, it would be fun to have the collected the collector's edition where all the pages are the right way, but whoever bought that just like would have no idea that it wasn't like that it was supposed to be a different way, and so they just read read that story, shrugged their shoulders. They're like, yeah, that was that that, that was very good, but they didn't have like that you know, mind melting experience of turning the page and being completely disoriented. I feel like not everyone gets tricked by it, but uh, I feel like it's a much better experience when you do. Uh, I'm, I'm going to choose to believe that as well uh, because (laughs) we, we, we both got tricked. So like ergo that that's how it should be read. And if you don't get tricked, you're actually, robbing yourself of the authorial intent there agreed i have a quick story that just uh rung up so in in my quest to like be better read in comics right because i i i feel very strong about like my movie background with uh with, with with marvel but i'm trying to bone up on on the comic side of things i go to a a discount store where you can sometimes find like some some cool collected editions of of comic books and i was there picked up a few odds and ends and when i was in line uh the young woman in front of me had had a few batman comics including a few issues of the scott snyder one that i was reading so i so so i just kind of mentioned her hey i'm reading that scott snyder you know, storyline right now, really enjoying it. She's like, oh, really? Uh, my my boyfriend and I co- uh, cosplay as Batman and, and Catwoman. So we just decided we need to read all things Batman to like really, <laughs> really get into it. And, and then she pulled out her phone and showed a few of the uh, cosplays that they'd done, like really high quality stuff. And it was around this time that I noticed that the young man who was working the counter was like practically drooling through his mask. Uh, And he then kind of tried to strike up this kind of awkward chit chat with the, with with the young woman and was like, Oh yeah, you know, I I really like comics too. And she was like, yeah, this one didn't have a price tag on it. Uh, And he's like, Hey, you know what? I'll give that one to you for free. Like you, you got a couple. I'll, I'll just, I'll throw that one in. And, and then, you know, she checked out or whatever left. And, and, and after he had taken some, some time to, I don't know, admire, like just kind of come, come to from the reverie of, of that experience. 
He turned to me and said, man, I gotta get me a girlfriend like that. <laughs> Leaving me to decide, like, am I going to engage with that? Like, do I say anything? And I was just like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, by the way, this one didn't have a price tag. And he's like, uh, $5.99. And, <laughs> you know. So anyhow, um, I, best of luck to that young woman and her boyfriend. Uh, continue to do impressive uh, cosplays, I suppose. I mean, that interaction makes me feel like that man has a similar desperation to Elmer Fudd and that you could do mini Bugs Bunny tricks on him <laughs> to get free comic books. <laughs> yeah. It, like the, the way, the way that he said, you know, I got to get me a girl like that reminded me of in season one of the Mandalorian when uh, there there's like the shootout in the, in the town or whatever. And all the other Mandalorians help Din Djarin, like the Mandalorian, and they're flying off in the jetpack. And he just kind of says to himself, I got to get me one of those. We could also refer to Commissioner Gordon in Batman Begins <laughs> when he sees the Batmobile for the first time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Pro- probably a more apt analogy uh, given, given the subject matter, but... <laughs> Yes, uh, I, 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 I hope I don't have any more awkward interactions with him. Uh, and if I do, I, I hope that I'm the waskly wabbit that gets free comic books and not the <laughs> schmuck behind who who sees how they really do things at this at this place. I, for one, would like more funny stories. So, well, Corey, you, I mean if you're ever in town, I bet you could get some free comics too. Like, you know, it sounds like. That is my goal now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This didn't appear to have a price tag. Yeah. Like that, 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 that's, that's like the joke in, in retail. Like, yes. Oh, it didn't have a price tag. Guess it's free. <laughs> but this time it was. Anyhow. I, I I will not uh, divulge the the store because I I, I don't want you know the, this person to get fired or anything. But I I have a feeling that argue uh, that Ollie's Bargain Outlet would would not be very happy uh, to hear that that's how their employees act. <laughs> Thank you, Lawyer Davis. Yeah, I, I, just. You know, for for discretion, we I'm not going to mention that it was in Durham, North Carolina, at the Ollie's Bargain Outlet. Um, all right. Anyhow, so I, I guess like outside of of reading stuff, uh, I, I know that there have been a few streaming offerings uh, that that Marvel particularly has put out on Disney Plus. Do we have any like thoughts? Any shout outs? Uh, anything that very serious question for everyone i need you to list in order your favorite of the streaming shows go specifically marvel disney plus shows right Marvel disney plus go okay kind of order best to worst Ooh. Which, what even is worst because can we, can we go worst to best actually oh, fine fine <laughs> yeah wor- worst to best is going to be easier for me all right i'll go first okay worst Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
Agreed. Same here. Agreed. Okay. Some people don't agree with that when I tell them that, and I'm very surprised. Compared to everything else, like yeah. it has to be. But I I was talking with uh, mutual friend Sterling uh, earlier this week, and hi Sterling. <laughs> I did mention that to him, and he's like, "Oh, that's surprising. I actually like that one." And then I. But he hasn't had time to watch them all. Wow. Um, but then I made sure to uh, tell him, but I would watch it eight times in a row and still be fine with it. <laughs> yeah. None of them are bad. Yeah. No. Fa- Fa- Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just very quickly, like, I-, I feel like that was the one show that we've had so far that would have benefited from being released in a movie format because, or, or-, or-, or at least being dropped all at the same time. The, the, the week to week format made it really hard for me to remember, like, mm-hmm. what are the flag smashers all about? What's their motivation? I, I, I need to watch it in a more condensed timeline because I, to me, that one felt the most like a movie that just got dragged out across six to eight episodes. And, and, and I think that keeping it in that two, two and a half hour timeline might've helped them tighten it up and kind of keep, keep the storyline going uh, in, in, in a more focused direction. Um, does everyone also agree that what if is next on the tier list? I may have not watched what if yet. I'm, okay. But may probably I have. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. Okay. I haven't, I, I haven't even finished it, but unless they really blow my socks off with like the last two or three, uh, that, that, that feels like good placement. Yeah. Um, surprisingly connected to the next Dr. Strange movie though, from yeah. what we think is happening, I guess. <laughs> um, I would say for me, the next on the list I'm going to say Loki for me. I, I, I think this is where our lists are going that's to a, diverge. Because, that's fine. Yeah, Lo- Loki's definitely higher for me. I, I'm, I, I, I think I am going to put Hawkeye right there for me. Um, but that being said, like, I... I enjoyed Hawkeye a lot more than I thought I would. The, the The first two episodes were a bit of a chore. I didn't really like many or any of the characters. Like I, I liked Clint, but I wasn't really bought in on Kate. Didn't like her family. Wasn't into this like, it, it, it was basically clue for the first two episodes. Like this <laughs> rich person was murdered. Who did it? What was the weapon? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but it really grew on me and it, makes me excited for for what we're gonna see in the future fair i will say hawkeye is next after loki for me but pretty different experience where i enjoyed hawkeye and i enjoyed kate right from the beginning it might have helped that when i was first getting into comics some comic book guy at a a shop recommended that Hawkeye series it's based on Mm. and so it had a very special place in my my heart and it was fun to see how like often it was referenced and how much it was based on it and so 
but I also really liked it. And I was a fan of the, uh, the Broadway portion of, of the show. (laughs) I loved it so much. I think I was actually the one that I was probably yelling at the TV the most. Um, (laughs) I just hated the mom so much the entire time. Mm. And I'm like, she's the bad guy. She is the worst. I hate her so much, but I love Kate. I, I also didn't love, um, what was her name? Echo, like the, mm. the deaf young woman. Um, she's a really interesting character and I might enjoy it more if I get to see more of her, but I didn't love like her motivations. And I know that this is like so superficial and and rude and shallow but she just kind of had like a little frown the whole time like just her her resting face is kind of like a puckered like like she just tasted something sour and it was off-putting to me I'm sorry I I, I'm sure I can grow to love her but I didn't love that (laughs) the thing that was throwing me off is I could not figure out her age versus um the, the cousin or the, the other guy. Yeah, yeah. The tracksuit guy. The whole time. It was very confusing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm sorry. You were there when she was a child? Anyway. I, I do have some qualms, but it's mostly for... Uh, it, it does kind of seem like at this point, Marvel has a giant checklist of every single character who's ever existed in the entirety of the Marvel universe. And they're just like, all right, we got a new show. Let's uh, let's throw some darts and see which characters we're going to, we're going to place in these, uh, these shows. I will say, we did just talk about how the comic books are like, Hey, how many people can we name and cross reference to get people excited? So it's true. I think that appeals to me. But when I like tell my dad, like, hey, did you see like the new Hawkeye show? And he's like, no, there's too many of those. (laughs) One like every month. So, yeah, but I I think we're starting to get to the point where they're going to start weeding out the uh, the casuals, if you will, out of the MCU. (laughs) Has has everyone here seen Eternals? Yes. Okay. Um, Ryan, the point you're making and, and Eternals is now on Disney plus. So I I feel like it's fair game, but um, the point you're making really hit home with me in the post-credit scene with Kit Harrington, where we learned that he is going to be black Knight, Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know a ton about Eternals than the comic books, but that just felt like, so far out of left field like i i and 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 i i know that like at least the way that it was presented black knight is going to kind of be the be the bridge to uh blade or maybe vice versa but uh, i don't know that 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 one i'm like okay so we have these like intergalactic robots who are connected to black knight who's like this Arthurian legend who whose spirit comes back. Anyhow, anyhow, too much for me. 
It is a lot. And I do kind of wonder if there's some guy at the top who's like, all right, who do people not know so we can still <laughs> surprise people? <laughs> who's the smallest character we could choose so even all the nerds will have to look up on Google who this guy is? <laughs> Listen, we, we, we just got off the horn from Git Fandom and, uh, and, and what, whatever that other uh, website is that makes all the uh, like uh, movie buzz or whatever. It, anyhow. <laughs> they they need more articles and so we need to have some obscure characters so that they can then write a headline that says we need to talk about the post credit scene at the end of Eternals. <laughs> uh, Next on the list. Uh, I think that all that's left is WandaVision, which was my personal favorite. You, you guys had opposite, so it was, you know. You yeah. Need- Low, no, you need to say Hawkeye. Ryan needs to say Hawkeye. Davis needs to say Loki. And then Sorry. For everyone. In order, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is worst. What if Loki, Hawkeye, WandaVision? There we go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ryan and I are exact same. Davis. Okay. <laughs> well, here I come to spoil the party. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What if Hawkeye... WandaVision Loki. Wow. I loved Loki. Loved it. Gobbled it up. Want more. More than Wanda. I can't accept this. I'm I'm okay. Here's what I will say. All all of these are based upon first watch. So at some point, like I, I have to imagine that. Disney Plus has been putting a lot of resources into getting all these shows out. And I feel like we're going to have a dry season, an off season, if you will. And that's when I'm going to need to rewatch each of these shows. So my, my ratings are subject to change, but right now, Loki is unimpeachable in my mind. I loved Loki too. And I was very drawn into it. I think selfishly what puts it down a few knocks for me is the tease of the season two and the unsatisfying ending, if you will, (laughs) which was very cool. And I was there for it. I was like, I want to listen to this guy talk for even longer than he did in that episode. Yeah. But I don't know. It was just too abrupt and i was expecting it to end but still really good and i love the tva and all the mysteries that they're trying to figure out and that i mean that was a wild um final episode like you you could you could cut the tension with a knife but if i were to explain to you everything that happened it would take me like less than 30 seconds because, <laughs> uh, you know, like so, so much of it was just based on dialogue. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I think that I, I think that Disney plus is like, I'm, I am as excited oftentimes like week to week to see these new episodes as I am kind of like the middle of the road uh, Marvel movie releases. Like there, there are some like obviously Spider-Man 
stood out as as like a you know can't miss event like you gotta see it in theaters blah 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 but uh, you know there there are a lot of movies that i just i go to because i trust marvel and i'm excited to see where they take things um but i'm like just as excited for for each week of wandavision loki hawkeye you know falcon and the winter soldier as i am those sorts of movies so they're they're definitely giving me that roi on my on my disney plus subscription <laughs> i feel like i need to start calculating the roi of each one of my <laughs> yeah yeah uh you know episode two falcon and the winter soldier made me medium happy um <laughs> which is worth say again smiley face sheets like i'm just bubbling yes. <laughs> yeah yeah that 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 made me medium happy like like two and a half smiles um which which is worth about 76 cents so you know ho- hopefully they can kind of make up for it but uh but but i will keep my subscription for this month just go so, go i do have one more question for you davis yeah since wandavision was not number one for you do you feel like TV was an unofficial member of your family growing up or not? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, so what's, what's crazy is I watched so much TV as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like just because th- that, that's the dream. Like kids love TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I look back on it, like I don't remember watching in any any show like <clears throat> excuse me in any show week to week or anything mm-hmm. like 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 i i would watch episodes of the office but i i always thought it was kind of weird that the people like my classmates who would like have to be home on wednesdays at 8 p.m so that they could watch the new episode of the office mm-hmm. and i i don't know um the, the, the this is what i'm learning say again <laughs> We had very different lives. <laughs> I was that kid. Yeah. Well, and and like you ended up being right because my my best my my best memories of TV were like when I was a kid watching shows that I liked, and then like during summer break when my mom and dad would be at work, and my mom would say like, "You better do X, Y, and Z before I get home." And then I would not do that. And I would like turn on MTV or VH1 and watch like the, like, like, like the morning, you know, video playlist. And then I'd watch like next or flavor of love or I love New York or whatever, just like, like the trashy TV, that trashy TV spat out uh, just the lowest dregs. And then I, like before I knew it, it'd be noon and my mom's pulling in. And so I'd have to run, turn off the TV and like wipe the screen to get the static off and then start <laughs> like, oh yeah, I've been doing the dishes for four hours, uh, but I've only done one plate. <laughs> th- th- those are my TV memories. And I, I, I think that they didn't really connect with that part of TV viewing. I mean, I, I have both of those memories, I feel. <laughs> I, I I would really like it if in I don't know if in some future iteration of of WandaVision if we get one 
um, if there's like a Jersey Shore episode. I, I, I think that would mm. definitely put it above Loki <laughs> um, and, and probably remain like my favorite TV moment of all time. Yeah. I, I mostly related with when uh, some evil scientists tested on me with a very powerful magic stone. Yes. <laughs> and so that kind of put it, I was like, oh, this happened to other people? Huh. <laughs> so I'm not the only reanimated corpse that, uh, <laughs> that was then forced to try and hunt down my, my, my love. <laughs> All right, let's uh, you know, let, let let's let's dive into our our centerpiece for for this uh, or for today, which is obviously Thor. Um, so we we had a couple couple comics that we uh, that, that that we read as as Corey alluded to, probably a little um, a little bit older than than some of the stuff that that we're used to reading, but. Uh, we started with Journey into Mystery 83, 84, and 85. Um, 83 introduces us to Thor himself, uh, who is billed on the cover as the most, excuse me, the most exciting superhero of all time. Um, now, granted, this was like 1954, so maybe at the time that was true. I don't know if that still holds up. Um <laughs> But yeah, so the, 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 the story itself, um, we have, we, we, we have Dr. Um, Donald Blake, Dr. Donald Blake, who is traveling through Europe. Uh, and I love how, like, even the Norse God of Thunder uh, who, who's being adapted into Marvel comics still has to be an American. And so they're like, okay, how do we get this American guy to become the Norse God of thunder? Oh, I know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have him traveling through Europe with his, with, with his walking cane and some weird <laughs> rock people will come and he'll discover them. I, I, we, we, we don't have to get too much into like, the plot itself un uh, unless there are thoughts but kind of big picture this is the episode where we're introduced to thor uh dr donald blake through what can only be described as like a fever dream of uh, of, of circumstances uh finds his way <laughs> to 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 what ends up being uh thor's hammer mjolnir uh and and by by holding it uh, what, what does it say? Whosoever, uh, whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. So he, uh, he grabs what looks like a walking stick, smacks it against a rock in anger. It turns into Thor's hammer. He turns into Thor. And then we begin to see Thor's powers uh, and just a really, really convoluted storyline where like, if he taps it once, it becomes a walking stick again. And if he taps it two times, the lights will turn off in the other room. And if he taps it three times, like will be wind and lightning and stuff. Uh, so I, I don't know. Any, any, any thoughts on, on this or any of the other kind of early run comics? I have two main thoughts. 
thought number one, my very favorite part of all of this is they just keep calling Dr. Donald lame because his leg is lame. Uh, But I just giggled like a child every single time they said (laughs) like the lame Dr. Donald. I was like, ha he is so lame. So that was that. And (laughs) later comics, when we were introduced to Jane, my favorite part is she spends every comic being in love with whatever Norse god she finds. Yes. <laughs> yes. She <laughs> Yes. Uh, that yeah, my my th- like we 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 meet Jane in in number 84 uh and basically all we need to know is that she's uh Dr Do- Dr Blake's right-hand woman. Uh, she loves him. He loves her, but he's he's too much of a coward to to talk to her because, uh, well, he he's you know he he walks with a limp. So how could how could she ever love a man like him? But then in eighty five, we we see Loki, and she's like, "Wow, that is a hunk." A- 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 after slobbering over Thor on in eighty four. I wrote down the quote when she first sees him. She says, Loki, a lovely name. He seems so dashing and romantic. (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong, or she's not wrong. That is a questionable outfit. (laughs) I, 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 I didn't realize, like, in in the movie, you know, we we see Loki with that with that helmet with horns and stuff. In the comic books, he like he just looks like the devil. Like he has devil horns <laughs> and then like little wings. And I, I I appreciate them like modernizing and not making it so on the nose what what that is supposed to be. But yeah, he he's just like he it, it looks like he went to Spirit Halloween and just got like the the baseline devil costume and just threw it on <laughs> over his Norse garb. A lot of fabric. Like it's a, it's a fabric hood that has horns in it. Yeah. Very strange. And, mm, but it's real romantic. She, she's calling everything romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, to add context, I'm, I'm pretty sure when she first sees him, uh, Loki had just turned some random bystanders into the negative versions of themselves, which just meant that they were in black and white. And uh, so the way that Thor, just a, a, a quick aside to this quick aside, the way that Thor cures them is he swings the hammer so quickly that it starts to create antimatter. And then he like directs the antimatter at the negatives. And then the antimatter like counteracts the negative thing. Just this, this whole run of comics was, was bizarre to say the least, but anyhow, she sees all this going on and she's like, that Loki is romantic. (laughs) I'm sure that they wanted to explain the science behind how Loki was stuck in a tree. (laughs) And they were like, we're going to use this principle throughout the rest of this run. The antimatter transfusions. And... <laughs> okay, throughout all of like throughout all of the early comics, the science is hilarious. <laughs> but these specifically, the journey into mystery section. Wow, wow! It <laughs> the 
insane. Oh my gosh. I should have written more quotes down. <laughs> as a romantic Loki. Yeah. And I like, I, I don't know. I, I, I was, I was gobsmacked multiple times while, while reading uh, journey into mystery, 80, 83, 84, 85. Uh, we, we are start of kind of getting like the very rudimentary versions of what Thor would become. Uh, but there's just all sorts of like completely absurd stuff going on around it. And I like re- reading this, I understand why people who were kind of coming up in the golden age of comics regarded comic books as like very childish things, whereas now it is not that at all. And an- another thing that I noticed about these early comics is how dependent the com or, or or at least how often the narrator was used to describe things or how characters would be describing things that we could clearly see on the comic panels and i i i wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that like like radio programs were very popular back then so you you kind of had you 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 had that reflex built out of Will our brave hero be able to defeat the weird rockmen from Mars? Tune in next week. Uh, you know, and, and, and you would have characters, by God, you know, so-and-so. Jane is trapped by the, uh, by the executioner, who, by the way, I have a sneaking suspicion that the executioner uh, who dressed up as a military cadet and who was battling against the uh battling against democracy by pushing um communism i think that whole thing may have been a thinly veiled critique of fidel castro and communist cuba i'm just kidding it 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 was not thinly veiled at all it was we were getting beat over the head with it (laughs) i mean being from south florida we do not like castro so we have strong feelings on that it's the Fidel executioner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he yeah, he he like like I said, dressed in military garb, practically just chomping on a big cigar the whole time and at at, at the very end the executioner who had been preaching all of these communist ideals tried to run away uh when when the when the US troops were there. And he like had a bunch of money and he was trying to get away in this nice car. And his soldiers said something to the effect of, wait a minute, we've been had by the executioner. It turns out the Americans were the ones who were trying to help us all along. <laughs> and I was like, wow, just it, it, it's insidious how subtle this uh, this this propaganda is is just being fed to us. Uh, I mean, to, to the untrained eye, that would just go totally unnoticed. But fortunately, uh, us very smart people can can see that very subtle, <laughs> subtle uh, uh, propaganda. Love how the beginning of every single one of these heroes is really around some great piece of propaganda. Um, what will we be without it? I, I I was trying to count down like uh, so. Journey into Mystery eighty four. I think that 
came out like 1954 or so. I, anyhow, I, I was trying to figure out when that happened relative to the Bay of Pigs, because uh, it like they're 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 fairly closely linked in in time. At any rate, um, what's next? Or any other thoughts on Journey? Um, in relation to the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, not not. A, <laughs> I mean, uh, like like a lot of the ones that Marvel movies that come before this, it doesn't really seem like there's a ton to like take that relates to the movie. But I I do feel like they do kind of try to throw in some some quick throwaway g- gags of having him be named Donald Blake and like they say like oh this is Donald Blake to kind of like fool some Mm -hmm. some people into getting him through uh shield customs and so but other than that they kind of like go through the powers but I I am glad that they they kind of strayed away from the uh the uh Donald Blake persona (laughs) in yes. the movie <laughs> Very and, and, and go ahead go, go, I, I i was just gonna say like I, I i i think that as we get past some of these origin stories we'll we'll start to see a closer link between yeah uh some of like the foundational or classic story arcs but 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 it is uh i i am I'm, I'm glad that they're not too married to the way in which some of these heroes were introduced to us uh, many, yeah. many years ago. And moving on to Thor number 159, we do get the introduction of Donald Blake kind of having this mystery of who he really is and things like that. And he comes to find out he was Thor all along uh, <laughs> sent to uh earth to learn humility but having his uh his uh, memories of being thor removed from him um and then they kind of mention how throughout his journey he's kind of overcome his lameness and uh become a better person and odin reveals to him that he's been thor all along which i think is a little more akin to the movie of him being sent back for kind of being brash um but yeah that's all i have to say about that yeah i i so i i appreciate thor 159 for kind of uh tying like 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 again you 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 mentioned that in the movie they they tried to give some service to kind of where thor came from uh without feeling completely obligated to uh, to just go beat for beat on, on some of these more far-flung kind of crazy things. Uh, I, I appreciate how Thor 159 kind of bridged that gap a little bit uh, and, and took some of the implausibility of, of what, uh, of what we were presented when we first met Thor, Loki, uh, Lady Sif, these things. Uh, and, and gave it some, some meaning as opposed to just like it, it's a retcon, but 
it was one that I think still like gave uh, gave some meaning and importance to what came before it. Yeah, definitely cooler. Uh, having the actual Norse god in on <laughs> Earth than uh, having someone get his powers, but. Um, and briefly, I wanted to touch on some issues that I read by J. Michael Straczynski, who was actually, a, he wrote for Thor for a long time and actually did a lot of the story for the movie Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wrote some issues of Fantastic Four, and this was during the uh, Civil War era of Marvel Comics, so there's a lot of context that makes it a little confusing why this is happening in fantastic four and what's going on. But Thor's hammer Thor has died recently, I believe. And his hammer falls from the sky and Dr. Doom thinks that he can grab it and get its power and stuff. But there is a portion of it where that, where it falls is somewhere in rural or Oklahoma. And there are people kind of like, trying to pick it up similar to the the movie and then eventually donald blake comes by and picks it up uh and thor comes back at that point but not not super related to the movie but just interesting that they like and they do this in the future a lot too is they get people who wrote for the comics and Mm kind of have them help with the movies and J. Michael Straczynski is also the uh, he's he's a pretty big, well-known comics writer. But one of his most famous is the the One More Day Spider-Man issue that people are very mixed about, where Spider-Man erases his marriage to Mary Jane by making a deal with Mephisto to save Aunt May's life. Oh, that Mephisto! (laughs) So what? WandaVision came out in January of 2021. Yeah, around there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 like may, may, maybe, maybe like the very late December 2020, but I, I think around January 2021, since it dropped, every single time something happens in the back of my mind, I think, Mephisto. <laughs> And it has yet to bear fruit. Did it, any of you in your research for this see the theory that people had that Jane Foster's t-shirt in yes. this Thor movie <laughs> might have a reference to Miss Minutes on it <laughs> from Loki? I did not. <laughs> She's got, I, I saw it because I saw her shirt in the movie and I was like, I would like to purchase a shirt of those for myself where it's like a weird, like happy sun with a cloud body and rainbow legs. Yeah. And it, it bears vague resemblance to, to miss minutes. Yeah. So like, like Ryan said, I mean, it's, it's a sun. It has like the, the beams of sun, but it's round. Uh, It has very similar eyes to miss minutes. And then like the little cheery cheeks and, and a little smile and same color as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if someone went back and took inspiration for Miss Minutes from that, like 
well, well done, you know, chef's kiss. But that theory is a bridge too far, even for me. Um, Kevin Feige probably was like, this is going to be Miss Minutes in 12 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's just on set. Listen, I learned a lot from the mistakes in Spider-Man 3. This is going to be Miss Minutes uh, <laughs> 10 years from now. Uh, uh, um, yeah. Real quick before we move on to the movie, just for the listeners at home, if you're interested in more like first appearances and stuff related to the movie, you got a bunch of Journey into Mysteries. 101 and 102 have Frost Giants and Lady Sif first uh appearances 112 is when loki finds out he's a frost giant 118 first appearance of the destroyer and 119 is the first appearance of the warriors three so if you want to uh read more than we did (laughs) there you go (laughs) i did read the first appearance of frost giants and um the warriors three okay different and the same i feel like opinions on it i'm like oh curious <laughs> i want uh, you know what I, I i was about to say that i want like a whole storyline just for volstag but i don't because he <laughs> he is he, he's best enjoyed like in small spurts i'm gonna say if you read jason aaron's run on thor there is an incredible segment of that that is a heavily featured Volstag issue. And it's not what you expect, but very, very good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, it's possible. Uh, Did he, did he die in Thor Ragnarok? I can't remember if the Warriors 3 died there or not. Oh, my memory is maybe a year long. I cannot remember. <laughs> I'm I'm almost certain. So I'm like 99% certain that the Warriors 3 died in Ragnarok. I think Lady Sif died in Ragnarok. I don't know about Volstagg. Okay, I can't remember. We'll get to it eventually. Don't worry. <laughs> Did they die? maybe (laughs) um yeah so i i think now's probably a good time to to just pivot to the movie uh we we've we've laid the groundwork uh thor came out in 2011 directed by kenneth branagh uh the powerful but arrogant god thor is cast out of asgard to live amongst humans in midgard earth where he soon becomes one of their finest defenders. And I think finest is a double entendre because this is a skin flint movie. If I've ever seen one, uh, Chris Hemsworth took off his shirt way more times than necessary. Uh, but we'll, 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 we'll get to that. So, you know, we, we, we open with, with kind of this grand, uh, Grand, grand history of of what happened on Asgard as told by Odin. Uh, he's talking to his young sons, Thor and Loki, talks about how you know both both deserve to be king, but there's only one throne. Uh, we we fast forward, we see a very headstrong Thor uh, prepared to 
to take on the throne. And then literally like right before Odin says, I now pronounce you king. Um, some frost giants get it, get in to spoil the party and they're trying to grab the Bifrost. So uh, from there, uh, you know, Thor, Thor acts very um, petulantly and, and, and irrationally and, and basically starts a, a big brouhaha over over at the uh what's it called um where the giants live um jotunheim jotunheim thank you geez which by the way uh the god of war game presents jotunheim to be way 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 prettier than what we see in this movie um (laughs) so a little bit of discrepancy there but Uh, that was something i did notice is when you watch this versus ragnarok how different Asgard and all the realms look and yes. how, like how much technology has improved since then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it, it, anyhow, so, you know, Thor, Thor does something stupid, gets, gets kicked off and then he's, he's on earth. Um, I, I guess that, that kind of sets the table. We, we can, we can jump around to any points that, that we want to talk about, or if there are just any general impressions from the movie. I have a very deep appreciation for how melodramatic this movie is and just like Thor is mad. So he flips a table in slow motion. Yes. There's constant screaming. There's like, there's a lot of good, like cheesy instant romance going on between him and Jane. Oh, (laughs) like leave her alone you're leaving tomorrow just way to add the tension there i i can't express how much i dislike jane foster's character in this movie uh like she's she's presented as this independent headstrong hard-working woman you know dedicated to dedicated to her science she like we 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 learned that she's not lucky in love because she had an ex-boyfriend who fit like who who happened to leave an outfit that Donald Blake could wear um <laughs> and then she just goes gaga for thor like she's known this guy for 18 hours i i, I don't know i just i i i felt like she very quickly became like the the damsel in distress or or the 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 princess in waiting and it really i don't know i i i didn't love the way that she was portrayed other than her choice of wardrobe which keyed us in on what miss minutes would look like (laughs) i i I do think i was prepared to hate this movie because i remember the first time i watched it i absolutely hated it (laughs) i didn't hate it as much i actually appreciated quite a bit of it um, I think reading the comics, I was like, oh, Jane could be a lot worse. This isn't a... <laughs> do, you know, yeah. do you know who she kind of reminds me of? Is, is it lady, like the girlfriend in Hulk? Because I hated both of them. <laughs> no, it is not. Okay. She kind of reminds me of a less funny Liz Lemon from <laughs> 30 Rock. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Especially you know, the part where she puts her dirty cereal bowl in her trailer home show. Oh, yeah. 
and then takes it out and puts it back in her uh, dishwasher yeah. or sink. She so so like so flustered, puts it in there, closes it, and then she's like, she takes it out slowly and says, "That's not where that goes." <laughs> um, but I was trying to find a supercut of all of the screams in this movie. Cause I think that was my favorite part where a lot of characters just <laughs> scream in different, different areas. And yeah. my favorite is one. Uh, I can't remember what part of the movie, I think it's in when they're first fighting the frost giants where they sneak into Jotunheim and Thor kind of makes like a bird call esque scream as one of his war screams. It really made me giggle. <laughs> i um i i i I do love like i don't know i i love and hate how over the top this movie is yeah Uh, and uh, like i don't know I, i i after watching this i was like you know what making a good comic book movie is an art and some people just don't have it. Uh, Kenneth Branagh is like a classically trained Shakespearean actor. Mm-hmm. And you see that in the way that he presents this film. And it's not a bad movie, but like, it's, it, it's just, it's not, it's not in that upper echelon. It, it's probably like bottom mid tier for me. Uh, like it, it, it's not the worst of the worst. Uh, that would be the sequel to this movie, but uh, uh, yeah, but uh, not the know. bottom of my list, by the way. Just to throw I, it for the future, I, I'm 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 excited to rewatch it, uh, and I would love to be proven wrong. I think for at the time this was made, this was one of the best introductions to Thor we could have got. I think that is a problem with the Dark World is. I think evolving Thor and can, especially he was more likable in Avengers, which happens before Thor, the dark world. And then I think they kind of brought it back a little bit, but I, I enjoy this movie. uh, But I do have to embrace the uh, overly dramatic scenes in order to enjoy it more, which I do. I actually think the, the part that was sticking with me the most and what I was having the hardest time with was the Norse timeline or um, Asgard timeline because how are Thor and Loki children after um, the frost giants are trapped and cannot leave um, whatever their world is. Um, thank you, Jotunheim. And yet... They clearly were adult characters on Earth during some parts of uh, Viking culture because they have stories and myths about them. And how, how does all this line up? What is our, happening? Our realm is unlike that of, of Asgard. <laughs> but also, how is Lady Sith like so revolutionary but also you have valkyrie who are very Mm. warriors there's there's a lot of questions that i have about this whole society (laughs) 
And plus, how could they have a king who's lame? He only has one eye. How could anyone <laughs> respect him? Hey, hey, that is a very important part of North mythology. Should have happened a long time ago. A long time ago, but we're fine with it. Um, okay. Let's not even get started about how Hela is actually um, Loki's daughter. I have read too much real Norse mythology and those things start to bug me. But um, anyway, we're Norse. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, if, if we're, if we're airing grievances, I'd like to talk about two things. Um, and both are basically costuming. Number one, what color are Thor's eyes? And two, what color is <laughs> Thor's hair? Because Thor at different parts of this movie went from bleach blonde to mustard yellow to like dirty blonde back to mustard yellow the hair was all over the place and it wasn't just the way that like the light caught it. And then second off, I thought he had kind of like bluish or, 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 or maybe like those Amber eyes that, um, that Heimdall has, but there were other times where his eyes were like black pits. And I, I couldn't figure out why his eyes changed color or, or I, I don't know it, it it bugged the crap out of me the whole time i was watching it that's actually the in canon explanation for this is his blonde eyebrows kind of messed with people's perception <laughs> and made them see different eye colors and different uh hair colors and so in the future movies he dyes them his eyebrows brown every morning mm. so that people aren't as confused okay <laughs> I feel like of the wigs though this is my favorite wig like this really? is the best yes I hate the long hair so much that was are terrible you, are you are you guys picking on me there, there's no way that that's your favorite wig no, I, I didn't say that <laughs> <laughs> say, say again Corey his wigs Maybe I'll have different opinions on other people's wigs, but that one, I prefer this one. This, this like short, medium wig. <laughs> Collarbone length? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, uh, in further critiquing Chris Hemsworth's appearance in this movie. Yeah, he's too beautiful. We gotta take him down a peg. Yeah. Um, while he is more attractive than I will ever be, I think he weirdly looks older and weirder in this movie. <laughs> like, like his face looked very different to me than what I'm used to seeing now. Mm -hmm. But, he, but like he's younger clearly, but to me is like, is he like 10 years older in this movie? I don't know. Uh, like another, if, if we're going to objectify Chris Hemsworth, I, I would like to get this piece in there's this weird thing that happens with all of the Marvel leading men where they start eat, like they, they, they start their movies just absolutely shredded out of their mm -hmm. minds, but they, they have the muscle tone where they have like, like they're, 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 they're very lean and they have like the huge arms and the big pecs and the eight pack or whatever. And then as the movies go on, they start to develop, 
like just they, they they just pack more muscle onto that muscle and it gets to a point where they look like not quite as like like not not quite as fit because they have so much muscle packed on like they, mm. they start to look like dave bautista or whatever uh and so i i don't know i i personally kind of like the more like lean versions of them uh but also i I kind of drool a little bit every time in civil war when captain America does that thing where he's holding the, uh, the helicopter and then he, and he, you know, like changes his grip (laughs) on, on the helipad so that he can really make that bicep pop. Uh, so I, I, I guess I want it both ways, but I did notice how (laughs) lean he looked in this movie when he took his shirt off for three to four minutes of uninterrupted screen time. I, I personally think they get way too big. It is very strange. It goes too far. It's like too thin. They get too big. Mm-hmm. And I actually want to track, and I would like to know when everyone's comfort level is, is reached. And then also when we go beyond, because I don't remember what movie it is where I'm like, this is strange and alien. Like my guess it was the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> well, the no, but- Edward Norton is like, you're too thin, dude. <laughs> Something. I um you know, but but before before people start feeling like the podcast is problematic, uh, I, I I do I do want to move off of this for a second just to mention Odin has like my my favorite part of the movie was seeing how Odin deals with problems and stress. Uh, Loki finds out that he's a frost giant. He starts yelling at Odin, talking about like, you said I was your son, but I'm a frost giant. I don't belong here. And Odin's like, oh no, I'm going into the Odin sleep. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to try that next time I'm in hot water. Uh, you know, ne- 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 next time that my marital bliss is disturbed, I'm just going to start slowly falling down. <laughs> And she'll she'll just have to understand. Oh, he's fallen into the Davis sleep. <laughs> I'm not sure if he'll ever wake up. Uh, that's good. Yeah. So o- um, o- o- Odin, aspirational figure. Also, oh, go ahead, Corey. He makes a lot of interesting parenting choices. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for for those listening. Davis and I both uh, just shook our head as if you all knew that <laughs> while uh, Corey floundered for a bit. Mm, yes. Mm. <laughs> it's a little podcast. They yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- uh, th- th- thanks to those who are joining us via live stream uh, yeah. here on Zoom. Um, I, I also want to bring attention to a certain part of the movie where Thor is sent to uh, our Earth, known as Midgard, and the Warriors Three, Volstag, Vandral, and Hogan. They are all distraught. Sif is there too, of course, um, and they're all dealing with it with it in their own way. And Volstag's is to make some food. Uh, did you guys notice what he was making? 
while he was distraught? It no. was just a large stack of bread. <laughs> like a bunch of stacks of bread and he's seasoning it. <laughs> I love it so much. And I was I just question it like, is it like like I don't know. And they comment like, how could you eat at a time like this? I'm like, why is he eating just a big stack of bread? That's so it's like it's so weird to me. I don't know. Hearts for comfort. It makes sense. I, I thought it was weird until I realized that it was just the rolls from Golden Corral. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I understand. Oh, oh, speaking though of people looking a different age, Loki. I was like, what is yeah. Loki doing? He just looks so young. I know. That is interesting to see like how young some of them looked in this movie. Even Jane, even uh, Natalie Portman, who had been in a lot at this point, seemed like so young to me. And I was like, like wow, she, so old. she, yeah, she, she looked a lot closer to like Princess Amidala in this than she did some of her recent roles. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I can't put my finger on it, but something happened. But I think the award for youngest looking compared to how she looks now. Oh, uh, no, that sounds. Uh, <laughs> Just do it. The, the person who looks like, like I was shocked how young they looked was uh, uh, Darcy. Yes. She actually looks like a college student. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe a couple years off, but I was surprised because. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was like. Oh, she's clearly older than me. But when I'm watching it now, I'm like, oh, she was probably my same age at this point. Yeah. I didn't like her character <laughs> very much in this movie. Like, Do I, you like I, her her better in WandaVision? Yeah, like evolution. Much, okay. much. I I don't know. It just. I, no one great in this movie. The the non Asgard dialogue just all felt really fake mm. um like 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 her so you know darcy just always being like ah i this isn't worth six college credits ah. <laughs> and then uh when when jane hits thor with the car oh. she runs over and says please don't be dead uh just stuff like that i'm like ugh Anyhow. Um, okay. One of my favorite things, though, because Marvel does such a great job with science, um, as we know and we've discussed. I just love so much how this movie, they were like, science and magic, same thing. And that is my personal belief. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This is beautiful. Applause. <laughs> I mean, I, I find it interesting that, like, we're not getting away from Marvel has weird science things happening that yeah. don't make sense. Yeah. A little more subtle, but it's still there. It's going strong. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, a comedic moment I did appreciate, uh, going back to the, uh, the lame comedy, if you will. <laughs> uh, but I do enjoy some bits of Thor being a, a Norse god in the normal world for yeah. example his uh enjoying his beverage and saying this is good i shall have another and smashing it to the ground or him walking into the pet store 
and <laughs> the pet store and saying like, I shall take a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had forgotten the horse part and I was like, yeah. this is good. I like this. <laughs> I, all right. I, I I'll admit that that was really good. And they're like, buddy, we don't have horses. Fine. Yeah. Anything I can ride. Yeah. Like, when he mentions that they have a bird or like a, a dog or something, <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'll take one of those large enough to ride. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that, that this movie did have a few, a few pretty hearty laughs in it. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, also uh, for those of you who, grew up in a similar era that I did. Uh, every time I saw Laffy, I was reminded of Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers movie. I don't know if you guys remember him. <laughs> but similar, like, better better than Ivan Ooze, but, like, similar kind of prosthetics, in my opinion. Yeah. I didn't realize how big Laffy was until yeah. they, they went to... Jotunheim and then he like you know it, it it looks like he's just kind of peeking around a corner and then you realize he's like as big as that whole building or whatever also I, I I don't know if Odin just killed like all of the engineers and construction folks but every building in Jotunheim like before all the battles was like blown out and you know there, there was only like a quarter of one wall standing where do they live? Do they just sleep in the snow? <laughs> yeah. That'd suck. They're 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 all houseless. The economy hasn't been the same since the peace <laughs> treaty. <laughs> since since Odin killed all of us, made us sign a barbaric peace <laughs> treaty, and stole a baby. <laughs> stole the king's baby. Well, and. and like and and Odin, you know, before going into the Odin sleep, which was so great, uh, he he said something like, "You were but a child. You you had be, you know you you would have died." It's like, okay, maybe if you had killed the king, like like may, may, maybe if this is Laufey's brother or something, but like Laufey was still the king. He was yeah. alive. Like we don't know a lot about Laufey, but. If I had a child, I would like the opportunity to raise it. I would also not... say that most kings keep their babies around. Like that, that's normally an important <laughs> part of a dynasty is having if, babies. If, if it's a boy, if it's a girl. Eh. Eh, eh, eh. Those are <laughs> for marriages and eh, not that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Very, uh, you know, o o Odin might not be the cool guy that we think he is, uh, which I guess we get back to a little bit more in, in Ragnarok and may, and maybe dark world, but I can't remember a thing from that movie. Um, <laughs> another, uh, young looking person we're introduced in this movie is, uh, a, a, uh, I can't think of a good adjective. So I'll say younger again, a younger version of <laughs> uh, Jeremy Renner playing Hawkeye. Oh man, yeah. What, what did you guys think of the the inclusion of uh, Agent Coulson and the whole Shield thing? And I 
I liked the shield inclusion. I thought that the Hawkeye was just so gratuitous. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're like, Holy cow, this guy's beating the crap out of all of these specially trained agents. Let, let's, let, let, let's put a single archer up in this cherry picker <laughs> in the middle of a storm. To be fair, I believe Agent Colson said, bring a gun or something to that effect. <laughs> and you see him look at the gun and then choose the bow and arrow instead. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it, it, it... Why does he do nothing? He, he's just there. Yeah. I, I will say his few brief scenes of dialogue, I believe that that is the Hawkeye that we have in the Hawkeye Disney Plus show. Yes. Like, I feel like he's stayed true to his character through and through. Yep. He's like, and even though it was a pretty brief and meaningless cameo, I, I really liked him by the end of it. You know, like he, yeah. he's, he, he's just standing there. Also imagine the arm fatigue, uh, <laughs> keep, keeping your bow cocked that whole time. Uh, but and anyhow, he, he said something to the effect of like, uh, you know, like now, now, now or never agent. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to root for this guy. I yeah. really liked that line. That was super cute. Yeah. That's reminding me that I think that was my favorite scream. The scream of just desperation when Thor does not lift the hammer. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I have to think that that was a one take, like, like get, get it here because his, his, vocal cords must have been shredded after after letting that scream out i mean he, he really laid it all out there i think uh we were talking about this beforehand but i think my favorite scream is uh when heimdall is encased in ice and must <laughs> break through the ice and is just you could just hear his muffled screams below and it's not really clear how he breaks through the ice but you can tell he's doing something that's uh, getting him through there. I, I I think what he did was in the same way, if someone covers your, your mouth with their hand and you start licking it, um, <laughs> he, he, he was frozen in ice and slowly <laughs> melted away enough ice so that he could start yelling. And then that yell was so loud that it started cracking the ice. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it was just like the sheer duty, like somehow that pushed him out of the ice. Yeah. I mean, both of your theories have very valid, uh, valid evidence for them. And I do believe that is the, uh, what they were talking about in the movie about how magic and science are one and the same. <laughs> yeah. <thanks. laughs> yeah. Uh, Licking is the is the science part, but yeah, yeah. Cor Cor Corey came in with the magic. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I mean, I, I've I've exhausted most of my thoughts. And any any parting shots for the movie? If not, I think we might have a little game to to close things up. We do. I I just want to say. I did enjoy this a lot more than I, I thought I was going to and. I think when I I've I when I first saw it compared to what had come out before Iron Man, Hulk and Iron Man 2 
I think I was like, yeah, Thor's probably my least favorite. And like, it, like, I don't know, but I think that was a, a preconceived notion of just kind of like as a passerby Thor doesn't seem as cool, but kind of watching this again. Um, I don't know. I was like knowing what happens in the future. Like this is a little more exciting to me and post credit scene. I was like very excited even though I knew everything, but I was just like, oh, it's the cosmic cube and oh, Loki is like behind it all. And like, oh mm-hmm. man. And I do love like the early beginnings and like connective tissue of what they were, what their ambition was for this uh, cinematic universe. Um, this is making me think I have one more question. Um, who is your favorite? And I think I'd like to frame this, like who your favorite superhero is so far. Maybe not so far, maybe all Avengers. But I want to frame this a a little going back to Davis's story. Favorite in that you want to be them for Comic-Con. Who you want to dress up as because you love them so much. So aesthetic alone? Mm. Or? Like, Like sheer, like, I am now this superhero. Okay. We'll do aesthetic another day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard for me not to say, it, it, and this is just the movies before, like just out of those four movies that had come out at this point. No, because there, well, there's only one lady. So I feel like that's really hard. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> all right, we'll do these four. We'll keep doing this. We'll keep doing this. All right, I'm all right. the one woman. <laughs> I I think uh, Iron Man is probably the, it's the easy one. I mean, who else are you going to choose? <laughs> I I was thinking Iron Man, but I'm actually going to go with Stan Lee's cameo in this Thor, where he's the guy driving the truck, uh, and he says, "Did it work?" <laughs> I see that. I am so excited for this. That 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 was actually the most endearing. Stan Lee cameo that I that I can remember. It's a good one. Yeah. I also think Odin is a good choice mm. based on wanting to go in the Davis sleep. Oh. God, <laughs> approved. Davis, we've chosen for you. Yeah. You're it's that 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 was a much better answer. Yeah. Corey, what about you? Um, you I- don't have to choose Black Widow. Okay, okay. I mean, what I want to be is Scarlet Witch now and forever. Mm. <laughs> uh, but actually, after the Black Widow movie, I'm obsessed with her. So I, I don't mind being Black Widow. That's true. I don't like uh, Iron Man 2. Black Widow is trash. Mm. I agree. Uh, well, I, so I, I, Iron Man 2, that that's when she... Yeah, like... I, Iron Man 2 is kind of her iconic scene where she has the bright red hair, the super tight ringlets, and then she does that pose, you know, drops to the ground, one leg out, and then stands up. Uh, but as, as a character, I didn't like her for most of the movie. Would you rather be Lady Sif? Ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with Thor in 
Ugh. I, I don't like that's her only character trait in my mind. Yeah. And I don't like it. What about Freya? You- mm. She's a witch. She is. She's got great hair. She does. <laughs> She's got some luscious locks. Um all the women so far with any amount of superpower. <laughs> you uh, I forgot you're right there, there there aren't very many uh, female characters and apparently one that I was thinking of was somewhat forgettable so mm-hmm. case in point uh, real quick before we move off of the movie what do you guys think of the the mini villain the destroyer cool or not cool I guess mini villain is a weird way to put that, but he he's like the sub villain. He Loki yeah. is the overall villain. Frost giants are kind of second tier, and then Destroyer is kind of that third tier in the movie. I think he freaking rules. <laughs> I didn't like the way that it was used. Like, uh, so it, it it's tough because my biggest complaint about the whole movie is like nothing happened. Like we, 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 we had some fun stuff at the beginning, nothing happens for over an hour. And then the, the destroyer happens. And then it's like the movie's practically over at that point. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I didn't like this whole thing, like go down to earth, destroy Thor. But without that scene, all of the action, like practically all of the action would have concluded in the first 30 minutes of the movie. So they, they needed something there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like in terms of a, like if I could have that as, I don't know, a home security system or something, that thing freaking rips. <laughs> I wonder if Kenneth Branagh was like, I'm not putting this, monster in my Shakespearean <laughs> style of directing. There's no uh, robots in Shakespeare and they're like, come on, we need w- at least one fight scene. Yeah. He, he, he was like, I, I, I just imagined that, that Loki would slap Thor across the face with his, with, with, with his gloved hand and they would, <laughs> they, 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 they would each walk two paces and then, I don't know, throw Mjolnir and uh, I don't know, Loki dart at each other. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 joke definitely landed it was great <laughs> destroyer Corey? Corey. yeah cool or not cool i think it was cool if only for when lady says stabs him and then he just like turns around mm. that was amazing very cool more to him because it's just like fire out of his face mm-hmm you know, so he's not very dynamic as a, a villain, but I think he is cool. Yeah, I think he's okay. I just was wondering what you guys thought. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, I think he's okay. That was a, <laughs> well, that like we're trying to come up with these explanations and justifications, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> wait, she she turns it around on you. You're like, you know, I hadn't ever considered that. Uh, all right well would you guys uh like to play a game (laughs) maybe i don't know you you, that that sounded what is that jigsaw 
from saw or whatever oh yeah (laughs) doesn't he say that yeah all right i don't know what does his voice sound like i would you like to play a game (laughs) (laughs) i i was gonna say you're you're crazy if you think i've ever watched i know i did watch like the first 20 minutes of one and i was like i will not yeah not ever watch any more of this franchise i would have nightmares for the rest of my life like the afterlife the like what whatever's after the afterlife uh, just uh, (laughs) yeah all right let's play a game welcome to Thor's Norse mythology pathology. Oh, dang. Corey's going to wipe the floor with me. (laughs) So, I am going to read you a description. Okay. Uh, And as you know, the Marvel uh, mythology for Thor has strayed quite far from the actual Norse (laughs) mythology. Yes. So I'm going to read a description. but, but, But before we get too far into it, I, I kind of stepped on it. I really like the name of this game. Okay. Continue. No, that's okay. Um, I'm going to read a description of a character in Norse mythology. Mm. And you are going to tell me which of the uh, characters from the comics slash movies is this character. Uh, with a few exceptions of some characters who were invented for Thor and not actually Ooh. Norse mythology. It, do, do, we, do we buzz in? Oh, yes. Or are you going to read? Okay. The way you will buzz in is you will shout, another. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I don't know how internet connections will work, but we'll just go by who I hear first. So Perfect. I apologize if you think that you were first. Um, so fate might uh, play a role in who gets most of the points. All right. We're going to start with Thor's wife. Another. All right, Davis. Isn't it Sif? You are correct. Boom! Sif. The correct answer. I, l- I learned that uh, from that one Thor comic, which I forget right now. Uh, where Galactus was going to destroy Earth and Volstagg thought that he beat Galactus because Thor, in one of the panels, was like, woman, come warm my bed. It sounds like it paid off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In Norse mythology... This character always has a horn on hand, and he also requires less sleep than a bird. Another? All right, Corey. Loki? It is not Loki. Not Loki. No, what is mm. it? A horn on hand. A horn on hand requires less. Um, another. All right, Davis. It is, of course, Heimdall. You have got it correct. No! <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just assumed that if he's like watching over stuff, he wouldn't be able to sleep very much. Mm-hmm. And he's got to yell at. Well, he's got the horn to notify people. Yeah. Mm. I I I didn't put that together. I just thought less sleep than a bird. I bet birds don't sleep very much. Oh, so smart. All right. 
Um, we're going to go with a non-Norse figure. Oh. Uh, and this character is based on the public persona of actor Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn? Hmm. I guess I should have uh, looked for more modern references. <laughs> no, no, th th this is great. Errol Flynn. Um, let's see. I, I, another. Davis? Um, the Destroyer. Is not the Destroyer. Oh, okay. Will you allow me to tell Corey a character that he has played? Yeah, of course. As a hint, if you if you want it, Corey, of course. Yes, I need a hint. Mm, do I give you a hint that will give it away or not? <laughs> yeah, please give it away. Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, Robin Hood was one of his favorite famous characters. <laughs> okay. Um, now I can't remember anyone's name in the entire. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 professor guy. Are you talking about Professor Eric Selvig? Yeah, that one. That is incorrect. Right. Is it the one with the beard and like the goatee? That is correct. Fandral, one of the Warriors Three. Lloyd. I cannot think of anything but Prince Charming for Once Upon a Time. Hmm. Does he play that? He's not Prince Charming. He's a he's the one that's with Snow White. Oh, okay. My name's Professor Eric Selvig. You might remember <laughs> me from uh, Robin Hood. <laughs> so bad. I trivia. Like as soon as we do it, my brain stops, and I have no idea of anything. I totally get that. Okay. But there's still plenty of opportunities to to tie up. So far, Davis has two points. Okay. Corey, you do not have any points on the board right now. I don't think in the last game I had any points. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> if you can get this next one it's a tradition the mother of loki oh my another all right davis uh that would of course be jane foster uh that is incorrect <laughs> mother please uh Please perform some science on my wounds. Oh, we're Loki's mother. Is she actually a frost giant? I was trying to remember if she was a frost giant or if Loki had babies with a frost giant. I will, if if Davis allows it, I'll give you a hint. Yeah, of course. She is a frost giant. Or mm. actually, maybe not in actual Norse mythology. I did not research that far ahead, but I'm, I think so. Well, I, I'm not going to, I have no idea. Tell me. Right. It is a giant that I can confirm. Okay. Uh, the mother of Loki is actually Lofi. <gasps> oh a female what? in North mythology. Yes. See, again, my, my only frame of reference for North mythology is the Thor trilogy and the God of War game, but I knew that Loki's mom was a giant because of the God of War game, but I don't I think it was, I, I, I don't think it was Laffy. I highly recommend uh, Neil Gaiman's North Mythology. 
I listen to it every year. The audiobook is amazing. Oh, wow. It's Neil Gaiman reading Norse mythology to you. Okay. That's cool. Is it Norse mythology that he created or he's just reading so like actual? He, he was like a big Norse mythology geek. And so he is reading. So like a lot of Norse mythology is, you know, storytelling, not a yeah. down. So there's a lot of different versions of myths. So he picks certain stories and versions. You will be happy to know. Mm-hmm. I did use one of my audible credits to get Norse mythology. So I will have wow. to, uh, I'll have to listen to it. Do you have a library card? Um, no. Okay. Everyone's <laughs> you're listening to this. If you don't have a library card, everyone gets a library card. Do my- you, uh, are you using Libby? Yes, I was. Thank you. I was going to plug Libby. My uh, favorite app. The only one I use daily. That is a, a app that, my fiance Charlotte uses often. Oh my God, I liked her. <laughs> did you say your fiance? I did. Wow, congratulations. Wow, thank you. Uh, and with that, we shall go into the next round. <laughs> still 2 0, still 2 0. All right. This non Norse character is based on Shakespeare's Falstaff from Henry IV. Oh, I bet it is. Falstaff? Mm-hmm. Non-Norse, Falstaff, Henry IV. So there were three Henrys before him. Um, <laughs> um, it's a rock. It's definitely a rock guy. Korg? <laughs> oh, 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 you're, you're, you're talking about the, the, yeah, those little rock aliens that were like, ah, we'll enslave Earth. Um, Any guesses? Executioner. All right. It is not the executioner. All right. Um, another. Davis. The destroyer defender guy. It is not the destroyer. <laughs> It's going to be one of these. <laughs> the correct answer is Volstag. Oh, I was go. Oh, I was going to say that, but I was like, oh, no, he's probably, one of the like, Warriors three. Yeah, uh, dang. Warriors three were not based on any Norse uh, characters. Stupid. All right. Well, hey, next time we do this, I'll remember that. All right. Um, all right. Here we go. Sometimes known as a poetry god. Another. Davis. Loki. It is not Loki. Odin? Uh, I will accept that once you shout another. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It is, in fact, Odin. I I, I was going to contest that answer if you didn't, so I'm I'm glad. (laughs) I keep forgetting and I just yell things out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Corey, you're on the board. Current score is two to one. There are four uh, descriptions remaining. Okay. That's anyone's game. All right. Okay, we're going to go with presides over the afterlife realm. Another. Corey. Say it again. Hella? It is not Hella. What? Hmm. 
Um, I mean, that that might be true. I based this research on uh, the website norse-mythology.org. Okay. I mean, Corey, it's an org. Like, why, why would they lie to Ryan? Well, now I'm like, what do I remember? Um, I, I, I will give you an extra guess because I think there are multiple afterlife realms and she, oh. this character presides over uh, Folkvang, I think is how it's pr- pronounced. Is that just the normal spelling of that? Um, I don't uh, know. Well, uh, she resides over the hell portion. Like, yes. So that's my bad. No, it's my bad. I should have made that more clear all right well i i have no guess i i have tried going back through my memory of the game it's doing nothing for me (laughs) i i did release quite a few spirits back into hell after they got back to uh to midgard but yeah no uh no recollection i can't think of another one all right i say you guys just guess um okay another davis that wolf thing in ragnarok uh it is not a wolf thing and to be clear all of these are from the first marvel store movie oh well shoot okay can i guess again yes hang on what's (laughs) what 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 is thor's mom's name only if you guys shout another you may say you may guess again All right, Davis. Thor's mom. Um, All right, I'm going to give you a half a point for that. All right. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm. 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 I'm on the Wikipedia page trying to find the story. She. She might. She might not have even made the plot. Uh, it is, in fact, Freya. Freya. Dang it. Thor's mom. Oh, Freya. Again, plays a huge role in God of War. There you go. I, All right. My, 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 my wife just texted me Frigga. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess she can hear my, my ruminations. Uh, <laughs> he said, she, she said Frigga. That's her name. I can hear you, silly. <laughs> I, I, think it, I think it is spelled Frigga and maybe it is pronounced like that. But I think Freya is how they pronounce it in the Thor movie. I actually don't know what the real pronunciation is. All right. Uh, Corey, you could still catch up with the last three. Two and a half to one. Davis is still at (laughs) 2.5. All right. This non-Norse character shares several traits with characters played by actor Charles Bronson in the comics. Sorry, did you say anything, Corey? Oh, I'm just like Charles Bronson. <laughs> in the comics, okay. In the comics specifically, he is nothing like Charles Bronson in the movie. Another? Corey. Dr. Donald? It is not Dr. Donald. Yeah, that would have been a great... <laughs> <laughs> this character is in the movie, though. Yeah. I, I was gonna say Thor, so um, hmm. Another <laughs> Davis. Uh, 
Uh, you, you said non-Norse? Yes. Shoot. Okay. Um, the, the guy who was like the swordsman. All right, I'm going to give you another half point. <laughs> David, I'm, half point of the I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to be. No, 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 no. They're vague. I will say every time I think of the Warriors three, I'm like, all right, Volstag and the other two. Yes. <laughs> they, they are hard to remember. Um, Hogan is his, his name. We also didn't mention the, uh, the vaguely uh, uncomfortable part where one of the shield agents describes the th- yeah. Warriors three. Yeah. Oh my I don't God. know if I want to bring attention to that, but it was. Uh... Well, so I, I went back through his filmography because I, I was kind of put off by it. Uh, and then I, I like watched clips from some of his other movies. And I feel like he's always catching strays like that. Like uh, he, he played a somewhat prominent role in the movie Battleship. Uh-huh. And he was talking about like, um, you know, doing using some some strategy that he had been trained in and they're like uh thanks for the advice uh art of war and he's like that's chinese oh my gosh yeah yeah unfortunate all right there's two more Corey. you can at least tie and then i will have a tiebreaker that i'll invent if you (laughs) get them both But, but if i get another half point i'll put it out of that's true out out of contention all right. Sometimes referred to as Thor's uncle. Another. Corey. Loki. You've got it. Loki. <laughs> yeah, it's never explicitly mentioned that he's his brother, but there are some other mentions of the relationship, and uncle is one of them. All right. Norse, Norse mythology is very weird. With yeah. <laughs> like, 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 there, there, there's always like the family connection, but sometimes like the the classification of family gets mm-hmm. very muddy. Yeah, it's we excuse it though, similar to how we excuse the ages of Thor and Loki when they were young boys versus the passing of time and what's happened since. <laughs> yes, we right. <laughs> All right. Final one. Non Norse character. Okay. Portrayed by actor Natalie Portman in Marvel's Thor. Uh, another, another. I, I heard Corey first. <laughs> Jane Foster. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I think that Corey should win this because she got three points straight up, and I kind of dribbled out two half points. And I feel like in the event of a tie, full points should beat half points. All right, I'll I'll accept it because I it might take too long for me to uh, <laughs> to figure out a, a a tiebreaker, but I can I could look real quick. Uh, if I can find another character that's in Thor. I don't know if I can name another character. Yeah. I mean, they would all have to be cheating. 
like the the Jane Foster one. This this character played the Baron in the 2021 adaptation of the movie Dune. <laughs> uh, yeah, let let let's let's give it to Corey. She deserves it. All right. All right. Neil Neil Gaiman would be very proud. Is it Gaiman? Gaiman? Gaiman. That's Gaiman. I think that's a new goal in life is to make Neil Gaiman proud. Dear Neil, I'm the co-host of a podcast <laughs> whose name I'm not going to reveal right now. Please stop hitting the delete button. Just preemptively <laughs> say that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> start, start starting an email to Neil Gaiman. Hi, I'm the host of a podcast. Wonk. <laughs> the rest of the email is just talking about um good omens. So mm. another another uh another thing famous fiance of the show, Charlotte, enjoys is good omens. Both the TV show and the book. Oh my God, we're gonna get along so well. <laughs> I I almost bought a copy of Neil Gaiman's annotated American Gods, but I didn't. Okay. So he he reads pretty interesting. Books, so I always listen to them. Uh, nothing. Nate, nothing ends a comment better than like so. Pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> So that's just a little anecdote about one thing that I thought about purchasing. <laughs> uh, All right. I, I think we need to land the plane on this one. Um, perfect. Thank you to Ryan for our game. I thoroughly enjoyed it, especially when I was winning. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, th- th- thank you all for listening. This has been episode four of Into the Cinematic Comic Verse podcast. I'm Davis, co-hosts Corey and Ryan. Uh, we will we'll see you next time for episode five, where we tackle Captain America, the first Avenger. Headed towards Avengers, folks. Um, yeah, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.